It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your host, Eric Burke. This whole past year, and of course, 
we have the episodes that we really enjoy. We have the episodes that, you know, uh, that went so long or we didn't get to half the stuff we wanted to cover, which will, of course, uh, bring about more episodes in the next coming season. So, uh, but it, it, it was a fun season. And, of course, had the repeat shows like, you know, the Kenley Park stuff. So, uh, yeah, this is a nice way to wrap up the season, take our two-week break, and then, uh, I don't know, do it again. <laughs> so like, yeah, right. Start it all over again. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so, uh, what's new with you, man? Um, yeah, a couple weeks off. <laughs> I, had, I had all week off. Oh, week off. A week, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it felt weird as hell. So, you know, again, for you and me both, I know we're going to go into this two, (laughs) we're going to go into this two week thing now. And again, it's going to feel really weird, really stupid. So, you know, it's, uh, but no, it was a, it was a fun, fun thing. I went and saw the movie and, uh, then I saw it again on, uh, uh, Friday night. So it was, uh, a a nice way to, uh, spend the week. And so, uh, and you know, me and my huge star Wars nuts, I'm, but then, uh, and I, I don't know if it's time for story time now or if we want to do it later, um, I got a call from the Los Angeles Zoo. This oh, wait. Hold the folks. Hold the folks. This story is – we're going to have to cliffhang this a little bit, man. We're going to have right. to lay so we'll a little bit. All right. All right. We'll work into we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll lean into it later. I got you. I know. You enjoyed this, I think, far too much. I – not so much. You, yes. Yeah, well, if oh. I was probably you, I probably yeah. would not have enjoyed it. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But uh, it's definitely a cool story. So I want to give you a little bit of background on the story. And this is why I'm saying to hold off on it a little bit. Oh. Because I text – you You text me what, yeah. what had happened. Yeah. And I said – so it just so happened that – I was texting Rob at the same time, and I was like, "Oh shit, wait till you hear this story from Owen." Oh, did you tell Rob. So he he can't let it go. All I told him is I gave him a little teaser of what it was about, oh, like I gave him just a a little word. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like a little tiny uh-huh. word, and that word, you know the word. <laughs> oh, I know I, the word. I, I, and pretty I soon the yeah. people will know the word. But yeah. Um, that word sent him into a spiring loophole. So we're going to make him wait. <laughs> we're going to make him wait. A little bit of torture. You know what I mean? You. So. Uh, well, all right then. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I just had a couple of sips of this beer, and I'm feeling kind of buzzed. Already? Right. We have an hour Christ. of the show. We have, we have an really hour. today. <laughs> Uh, of course, but, you're uh, spending money like a madman. You didn't have time to eat. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I was telling you before the show started that um, today, if so for, I guess everybody that listens to the show, I run a supermarket, and we are building one from the ground up. And when I tell you the amount of work that goes into hiring 400 people to get them all trained – to buy all the equipment. Oh my God. So my weeks are, uh, so if I haven't answered you or you messaged me or called me (laughs) or whatever, please be patient with me, (laughs) but uh, I'll have the next two weeks off. So it's good. Yeah, exactly. We got this. Yeah, it's fine. mm. (laughs) Anyway, breeding season. Let's talk a little bit. How's it going? 
right. Well, it's going okay down here. Um, I've seen a few locks from my coastal carpet pythons, uh, mainly my Xanic and my Super Caramel. And I saw one from a pair of Tigers. And then I saw a lock from a pair of Jungles. And Jason Balin, who is breeding my female IJ, sent me pictures of her locked up with his granite again. So, so far, four locks from four pairings. That's cool. Um, and I have my male Woma. I caught him spurring the female. I caught the male Olive spurring the female. So, you know, those, a lot of stuff's going on there. Um, Polybridge. Adult male western, um, adult western hognose, so males and females. So now I have to figure out what the hell I'm doing with them. So you know, I'm, I'm trying to breed those guys and get that all going, and also trying to kind of figure those guys out. So uh, it's, it's a lot of stuff going on here, and I'm hoping that to get some success this year. Okay, so you kind of just like I didn't hear a word you said. So I really heard you're going to have some success. Yeah, it was my headphones. It wasn't anything. That blog talk did. All right, well, my I think I flipped the switch, but you saw the writing. Yes, basically what I told you before the show. Yes, that. Gotcha. <laughs> so, <laughs> that. Did you talk and about the, the hognose? I did say oh, the hognose. Okay. I did mention them. Right. So, I didn't. That's mention what I was trying how, to make sure. Well, I didn't mention how you know the one female like is all puffy and hissy, and how that was mm-hmm. kind of awesome for like five minutes and now when I'm downstairs and I like I touch the rack that she's in and she starts hissing and then like an hour later she's still hissing it gets mm-hmm. annoying so you know there's that but you know other than that I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of them so uh hopefully I'll get some baby stuff and you can hear me cursing baby hog noses that won't eat anything but you know frog sausages or something stupid well, yeah. L- luckily for you, we have uh, we know a guy that uh, makes uh, that uh, for you. That would be uh, yeah. Reptilink. So you could uh, yeah. do that. And uh, I'm gonna light well, a cigar here as we talk. But uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello? Did I lose you again? Um, oh, but there you go. But the thing is, is that the uh, uh, and I and I was kind of hesitant about hognose because of them being dependent on frogs and other things like that. And you know the bow has already driving me freaking up a wall, so I don't really want to do that. But with this frog sausage as well as the frog scent from Reptilinks, it kind of put me at a little bit of ease. It's like I'll take the fuzzies and put the frog scent on and see who takes that, and you know, and then move on from there. It's kind of like there are a lot more options than. Now I have to go down to the river and find tadpoles. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucks. I enjoy options. Yeah, it would, that would okay. really suck. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I, got a, I got quite a few locks over here, man. I, I don't know, probably because they haven't bred in, in two years. But um, <laughs> all the males are dying, dude. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, – yeah, I know, right? They got built up. Um, I had a, uh, I guess the one thing that we will talk about at, at some point during the show, um, is, uh, how n- the whole NIDO thing is going to affect people's breeding season. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it went through my head 
you know, like I, I did think about it, but uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, I, I saw a lot of locks. Uh, pretty much every pair that I put together has locked, which is awesome. Um, uh, I think I have, I don't know, 11 pairings that, that are all locked up at more than once. Uh, so that makes me uh, feel pretty happy. Um, I did run into the uh, double male syndrome, I think. No! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the the next time you're here, I'm going to have to uh, get you to help me um, definitely uh, probe the one or hold it while I probe it. Um, But anyway, so a couple of them that I'm super excited about, uh, the Exanic. And the granite, yeah. IJ, okay. they've been two times, which is which is pretty awesome. Um, the one uh, that one, you know, those crazy coastals I got from Jason. I haven't seen locks with yeah. them. Uh, no, no locks with Molly and V. So that's you know, oh, and, uh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell me the Michael Pennells le- weren't the ones that were two boys. Like, just tell me that didn't happen. No, no, she's a proven oh. female. So, oh, thank yeah. God. Okay, yeah. all right. And he he's a proven male, so no, that's that's just that's, checking, that's just one. checking. One of the crazy morph ones that's going to be pretty cool is a granite zebra and a caramel jaghead granite. So that should be pretty wild. Um, I saw multiple lock. Probably the most that have locked have been the uh, the albino and the exanic. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm getting it again. If, if I don't get. If I don't get double head snows this season, Stop I'm it. just fucking buying. Stop it. This is like this is like the fifth year you've tried. Stop. All right. Yeah, I can't. Uh, <laughs> can't get oh, it. you'll like this one. Carmel head exanic and head exanic yeah. coastals. They, they've they've been breeding. So I have a You're lo- little bit ahead huge, of me there. Little bit of difference of a shot at uh you know, caramel exanics. So the ones that were cool. two males, what I think, I'm still on the fence. I don't know, because they're kind of squirmy, my Terry Phillip Darwins, which I'm kind of bummed mm. about. Uh, yeah, so you, they kind of like. always about those guys, because it was like an unrelated albino line. I mean, it's, you know, uh, that would suck if they were both boys. Yeah. So. And the other one I haven't seen any locks with yet is my Citrus Tigers, because I was trying to do just a straight Citrus Tiger pairing, yeah. you know, um, and uh, I didn't see any action with them yet. But I know they're both proven, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Other than that, everything else, obviously, I got it all updated on my website and whatnot, what's what. But, um, yeah, some pretty one cool the, things. Now, what's well, that? Is one, is one Malukin, I think, turned out to be – uh, boy, his one female Malukin. So that was a nice little punch in the gut for him. So, and that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, um, what do you call it? He had, uh, he posted up that thing where, you know, Josh had that vicious attack, man. It was crazy. Yeah. You know? I think that like, was it. I think they were both boys. They shit out of each other. Um, luckily, yeah. he was, uh, not too far away from there or whatever, but reading reading's <clears throat> dangerous and it sucks sometimes. It totally does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's just one but, of those things, guys. You know, you gotta understand that there could be some there could be some problems. There could be some complications. You know, even if everything does go right, 
your female could still end up dead. But it's, you know, don't ever take breeding lightly. You know that that yeah. that that would be my advice to everybody. Don't ever do it. Don't ever think that everything's going to go perfect. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Josh said he left them together for about six hours. So. Yeah, I, I had the same thing happen with blackface white lips. I left them together for weeks, and then they decided it was that this one had to go. So, it can happen fast. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Yeah, it is what it is. But uh I'm pretty I'm pretty happy so far, you know. I, I kinda I was kinda on the fence with like some of the so I put my albino jag and my zebra head albino together because my albino zebra jag wasn't wasn't getting the job done. So I I wanted an albino zebra. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't wanna buy one when I can produce one, but then I was like <laughs> back and forth with do I want a full clutch of these, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Right. Because if, if, you know, next year, Tinley, whatever, blah, 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 at least, you know, then I may have some, some shit on the table that, that I can sell and represent. Right. But, you know, the whole Nido thing is kind of like throw me for a loop, you know, like what, do, what yeah. do you do? I mean, I don't know. Uh, so we, we're going to have a show lined up. Uh, when we come back, uh, I want to say it's maybe the 22nd of January where Cody and Pia are going to come on and we're going to talk about it. i got tons of questions. I've been sort of like trying to uh, file away everybody's questions that are coming up. There's a mm. few more people that have uh, identified it in their collection. Um, you know, John from Morelia Trophy Club, uh, he came out and said that uh, he had it. Um, and, uh, of course, Mike Curtin, he came out and said that, he had it, you know, I, I guess like, and these are just questions that I have that I'm thinking of, like, is there false positives? Is there like, you know, what if you swab the animal incorrectly or, you know what I mean? Like, these are things that like, I don't know, what's the percentage well, for error and stuff like that, you know? I mean, yeah. And I mean, there's also human error. How do we know? I mean, I know the laboratory in Florida is probably, you know, a very good laboratory and it, and it, goes through all the proper procedures but mistakes can still happen and there could still be some cross-contamination of you know specimens and there could be some false positives some false negatives there could be some stuff out there i mean shit happens like that so you know it it, it, i don't know and it's a very weird and kind of almost scary thing and i can understand is that that may also affect what people want to breed because you can't really expect sales to be stellar this coming spring and summer if everyone's still trying to figure this out. Yeah. Like how do you approach that as a business? Like how, I mean, you know, I I wouldn't know, like, do you, do you test your whole collection? Do you test part of your collection? Mm -hmm. If you test part of your collection, then what if, you know, this, this this (laughs) Nido can be, you know, can, can be dormant, uh, you know, from what people are saying where nothing shows signs. Now I have a, I have a thought and this is just a Mm. thought. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not. So maybe the reason why you see it more in chondros and less in, shouldn't say less in carpets, but you don't see as many carpets, knock on wood collections, just crashing. Um, you know, like even with Mike, I think he only had one animal that was, was positive, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering this right. 
But like, right. it's not like it was, his, his. It was just scattershot, right? Yeah, I thought it was just scattershot. You know. So it's not like his whole collection, you know, God forbid, died or anything like that. You know, where you've seen some of the the Chondro guys, where the collection has all died. So my thinking is, could it be that you know carpets are a little more uh, tough? They're tougher. You know what I mean? Like they're a little tougher than chondros, where chondros are more sensitive. Like if you, you know, bounce out and they they stress a little easier. Maybe that's the way to say it. Which would then bring on, you know, it weakens their immune system, which brings mm-hmm. on this thing, and they can't get. You know what I mean? So maybe that's where that's coming from. But I think if you if one python can get it, then I think Everyone. all pythons. Every single you know, python. This, this idea that it's just a Morelia disease is just, to me, that's just silly. You know, well, I, that's just blatant stupidity because apparently this stuff already happened in ball python. They've caught it in African rock pythons and various other types of pythons. So it's done, dude. It's it's across the genus. If it's a python, it can get it. So don't don't be dumb and think that your stuff's any different than anybody else's. So. <laughs> And and you're exactly correct. It almost seems like when the immune system becomes weakened, that's when the virus will show its like rear its ugly head. So breeding season, when stress is high, if you move your season mm-hmm. or if you move your collection, that's when it hits. If you ship an animal out to a new customer, that's when it hits. So it's kind of one of those things where, for all we know, I think I lost you again. And there's a lot of questions still being asked, a lot of stuff still being trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's something everybody's going to have to do what they feel is correct and go from there. Yeah, I think the one good thing that I – if there is a good thing is that, you mm-hmm. know, maybe this will push people to be better keepers. And what I mean by that is, is that you're not going to take the shortcuts when it comes to, you know uh, – making sure that you're cleaning correctly and making sure that uh, your quarantine is on point and making sure that you're checking the animals and paying attention to the signs of, you know, how's their health and, you know, just, just these little things, maybe, you know, I I guess we're all guilty in a way uh, probably at some point or another to, you know, taking shortcuts, you know, um, Mm, maybe this will make it a little little bit sharper. I don't think, you know, if, if it did happen in ball pythons, obviously ball pythons have, have made it through. Um, you know, the one thing that sort of just like really, I don't know, annoyed me in the beginning is it was just like this name calling bullshit. And it just like really freaking irritated the shit out of me. And there was a couple posts that are still doing it. And it's just like, come on, man. Like we're really arguing about, this guy or that guy, like, come on, don't even pay attention to them. I don't even know why we give those people, you know, the time of day. Like if you don't like them or you think that they're bad for the hobby, you're wasting your breath and your time and your typing and whatever, you know, I, I don't know. It just seems that, yeah, it just seems like to me that that's what the, the, the whole thing was about. Like this guy knew about it and he didn't say anything about it. Or this one knew about it and they didn't say it about it. And blah, 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 back and forth. I hate you. You're banned from here, this, that, and the other. And it's just like, you're not doing anything for people that are wondering what the hell is going on or what they can do to try to talk about it for a long time. I was like, you know, Harlan, because there was a post on Morelia Pick of the Week at some point, and you know, <clears throat> um, and a waste time. Yeah, 
yeah, it was just name calling and nothing, but it didn't tell anybody about what they can do. Like, tell me about yeah. precautions that I can take. Tell me how to better uh, do keep, you know, my cleaning or, or what's a better chemical that I can use that, you know, is, is going to kill uh, these pathogens. What are the best practices that you use in your daily cleaning routine that, you know, uh, no, that maybe you could pass along? But people you know aren't going to think that way because the second I ask you what you would suggest me do, it means that I'm not that, – that I could have done something differently. So rather than try to look at myself and be like, well, you know what? I didn't quarantine or, you know what? I was only replacing the paper. I never really scrubbed the cage down every time they took a piss. You know, it, it, it's none of that stuff. It's instead of – saying that i'd rather just try to figure out that it's who to who whose fault is it because it's not mine and in actuality you got you got to kind of figure that out it's it, it is yours um you yeah. know if if your animals are sick of course you could have done something a little bit differently you know and it's it, too quickly is it what the hell jesus christ somebody's calling me at the same time so <laughs> <laughs> Calling That's not me on the freaking, yeah. <laughs> you get one Tuesday off, and now they think you're free. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a vet, and and I'm not, I, I don't really, I don't know what I'm gonna do as far as my collection. I mean, well, I, you at know, some point I'm gonna test, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, what does that? I don't know. Does it does it help the situation? I mean, if I'm just randomly testing animals, is that just for my for my own sake? I mean, like you know, for the most part, I I, I shouldn't say for the most part, but really for my 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 collection is is pretty much I don't have any issues as far as respiratory infections or anything like that. So I don't. Well, see... I think. Testing a perfectly healthy collection is just for your own peace of mind, in my opinion, as well as for yeah. the peace of mind of your customers. You don't want to ever sell an animal that you believe is ill, but the problem is, is nope. that if the problem is, is that you know it, it, it's it, it's very odd because it's like you're right. I would never sell an animal that I believe is sick, but it kind of needs to show me that it's sick first. You know, I don't I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what you're doing. You know, that's kind of a knee jerk thing. I have tested a few of my animals and mm-hmm. I've gotten them all back as negatives. And for it when he got it and it came back as completely negative. So, so far I'm doing okay. Um, I'll probably continue testing in piecemeal, but uh, I probably won't stop doing what I'm doing until something shows me the shows me that I should. So there's no point in me shutting down my entire collection and stop breeding unless something's wrong. So. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as myself, you know me, I, I very rarely sell stuff anyway. Um, exactly. So so it's like uh, I'm really breeding for myself, so, you know. Forget you guys. But you know, the, the thing I'm is not, that you, it doesn't matter. Right. At this point, I mean, at some point it will. I mean, I'm it gonna, will. Obviously, yes. I'm going to sell some, but like, but you know, let's see how it rides out through breeding season. There's a couple mm-hmm. animals that, because of you know, uh, animals that I, 
I've gotten from people that have it in their collection, not necessarily recently, but, you know, still at the same time. I mean, I do have animals from Mike, you know, so I, and I do have animals from John. So that would probably be where I start. Um, and, and then I would go from there. Um, probably my stone wash is probably another one that, uh, I'm going to definitely have, uh, checked out. Um, other than that, Unless I see signs, I guess. I don't know. I guess we know more. Maybe after we talk to uh, Cody and Pia, uh, you know, then we can go from there. But if you are curious about what this is about or you want more information or whatever, it's floating around everywhere. But, you know, we went on to GTP Keeper Radio a few months back and we talked with them. Um, Yeah. And I think probably about an hour in is when they really hit like really hard the Nido stuff and did a really good job. So, you know, if, if you have the chance, I, I would start there to check it out. I actually have to go back and re-listen to that episode because, you know, we were doing the episode. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? It's, it's like one of those mm. things you're, you're listening to it, but you're not listening to it at the same time. That, that, right. I know that doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. Well, no, well it, it's one of those things that, that guys, everybody needs to kind of understand. We, when, when doing the interview, we're, we're listening to what's going on. We're listening to what the, what the guest is saying, but we're also thinking of the next question that we're going to ask as well as you know, where we're going to take this and what they just said and what question just popped into our minds. We're not sitting there really analyzing what's being said to the degree that I think we would if we were listening to it and not hosting it. So, uh, yeah, I think it would need another listen from our end. Uh, as, as far as it, you know, coming season, uh, to have a separate quarantine procedure, a, a separate room, not just a rack in your room, and mm-hmm. even if it can be in a separate level of your house. And I would consider them to start looking at what certain laboratories do as far as their SOPs for uh, cleanliness as well as cross-contamination in rack systems. I mean, I wear surgical gloves when I clean a rack, and I clean with bleach. And when I'm done with that rack, I throw those surgical gloves out, and I put on a new pair of surgical gloves. And that's but- what you should do. But also, here's the thing. Go ahead. I would say this real quick about the gloves because I wear like, gloves too, but I also work in the food industry, so people wear gloves all the time. And one of the biggest things that I'm constantly they have gloves on. Meanwhile, they, they grab a broom. Them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? They <laughs> grab a broom, they sweep the floor, and they're like, oh, I got gloves on. But you just touched no. a broom. And now <laughs> no, you're, you're exactly correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's why like that's why what we were supposed to do is with, with when we were in when I was working in the lab you're supposed to do we had these big metal shelves and you had one whole side of mice facing like one direction and then you had they butted up against mice facing the other direction. So you could do one side of that whole shelf and then you had to take off those gloves, throw them out, you could spin the whole shelf around. Now these are still on the same damn shelf, but they are facing a different way and you had to put on new gloves and do the whole new thing. Right. So, because you touched the rack to spin it, and that was enough. So, that's the thing is, is like you know when you're cleaning, do that stuff. I've I've stopped messing around. I don't sit there going like, well, I want to make sure I don't really. They're they're snakes. They're fine. They can handle chemicals. So I use bleach now, and 
Bleach kills all and everything. So there's no point in mucking around with that. Um, and, you know, it, it's just something that you need to, I think, step up with. And, of course, my quarantine is a 30-day quarantine in a separate room. And you don't ever do walk into quarantine and then walk down to your snake room. That is the dumbest thing ever. But mm-hmm. the other thing you should also, that people should also try to stop doing is round robin rats. If I offer one python a rat and it doesn't eat it, I cannot take that rat and then give it to another python. I need to just throw it out. So, so this is kind of, I agree with you a hundred percent. So yep. these are some of the habits that I have that, um, I just do it this way. Just because not because of anything other than that. This is just how my life goes. So okay. like when I clean, I clean yeah. and feed a rack a day. Sometimes I'll do two because, you know, they're, you know, I have some smaller racks or cages or whatever. I never do both of my rooms on the same day. I never do quarantine on the same. So like if I'm cleaning quarantine, I go into my snake room earlier, check it out, make sure everything's okay. And then I go into the quarantine room and then I clean it and I don't go back into the my snake room at all. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. You know, yeah. unless, unless God forbid the place is on fire. Other than that, that, that then that would be a different uh, <laughs> different conversation, uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't be worried about Nido at that point. But yeah, you know, how do guys smoke inhalation? Yeah, or any kind of contamination. But um, so that's one thing, and I don't feed everything all in the same day. I feed. I so what I do is, I feed, and then I clean the rack the next day. Yeah. So, and I never, I never do what you just said. You know, like the rodents there. I don't do – and to me, it's like I'm going to waste my animal on a 75-cent rodent. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's, 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 there's being cheap, and then there's being cheap to your – like, there's, no one needs to be that cheap. If you need to be that right. cheap, you shouldn't own snakes. So it's, it just kind of boils down to it is that – and that was something I learned when I was working at the zoo because it was this animal's offered this meal, and if this animal – if I were to pull that rat out of its cage, after like say it bit it, wrapped it, and let it go, if I were to pull it out and then go to feed it to something else, then the next shift the next day might be like, oh hey, this this snake ate and check it off when it didn't, and that's no good. So it was the animal gets fed and then it gets left alone. And if it doesn't eat, that's checked the next day. So that's what I'll do is I'll feed everybody and then if they don't want it, if they wrap it and let it go, I'll find it tomorrow. And then it gets thrown out. Luckily, I have the monitors with me now, and I, you have to drop a brick on them to kill them so I can feed some of the things that the snakes don't eat. But it never is offered to another snake. And, you know, that's something that people need to kind of understand. And uh, it's it, 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 this, So, yeah, um, you know, another thing that I do, you know, people talk about this and I guess I never thought about this, but, and I don't mm. do, I kind of do this from two different angles, but really the majority of why I do what, what I do when it comes to water bowls is because I don't have time to clean water bowls. It's probably the most time consuming thing of cleaning snakes 
and keeping snakes. So I use a disposable 16-ounce deli cup every <clears throat> week. Some snakes are sooner, some, you know, what? nobody's longer than that, but maybe three times a week, some are two times a week, whatever. But I take that, I throw it in the trash, I put a new liner in, and that's it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yes. there's, uh, I mean, I, I use, I have bowls, but I bleach them out once a week. And I mean, like I, I bleach them to high hell, let them sit, let them dry. And then the snakes get water, fresh water the next day. So right. that's what I do. Um, and I, again, teach their own. You don't have any problems with your guys. I don't have any problems with my guys. Your disposable thing. You clearly have access to those plastic stuff more than I do. So yeah, it works for you. I, I just buy them all. This works for me. Uh, oh well, yeah, two sixteen ounce deli cups. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not. It's not one way or the other. I mean, if you're cleaning your water bowls, then that's you know it is what it is. But um, I just was more for me. It, it comes down to more of a, of a time thing. But at the same time, like back in the day, I would always mix them up, and then I had to write like the name on the uh, on the bottom so that uh, you know I would know. Uh, which snake got which water bowl and that, you know, that type of thing. And I'm like, man, I don't got time for this shit. So I just, yeah. you know, I use like a 16 ounce crock, a crock bowl. And then I just put that in there. Now, some of the larger animals that may need, uh, you know, a larger water bowl, you know, actually at this point, I don't really have anyone except the scrub python, but even that mm. one, um, you know, for the most part, I'm using that 16 ounce cup. And I think I have, I have like a pan that I'll put in there once a week. If it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But so far yeah, it hasn't gone in at all. So, <clears throat> so, but you know, I don't know. Uh, so that's just some of the things, different equipment for different rooms. That's another tip that I would say, like, don't yeah. use, especially in your quarantine room, you know, have, yeah, don't like, bring, don't bring your five songs up there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Use, <laughs> use two sets of, Buy yourself two sets of buy two buy sets of tongs. Buy two hooks. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Maybe don't buy that extra snake and you know take care of the ones you got type of deal. The other tip that I would say that a lot of people forget, and I, I did this for a while, and um, now I don't, and I make sure that I do it. But a lot of people will clean their tubs immaculate, but they don't clean the top of the rack. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the inside. Don't, shit's up on top of there so you know yeah, that's you another run. tip even if it's just something like i, I have i i live and die by those clorox bleach wipes and stuff like that so i mean even if you just take that and just run it through the up like on the top of the of the slot just like once or twice every bit you know it, yeah little things guys is what it does i mean i have a i have a fan in my room to circulate the air but i got the one that has the uv light that also purifies the air at the same time Screw it. I mean, who knows? That might be something to help. Who knows? So Yeah, who knows? I mean, uh, there's a lot of little know, things that can help. Talking to Keith, uh, you know, he'll swear by good ventilation in a room mm-hmm. uh, really makes a difference in respiratory infections and whatnot. I, I would um, believe it. I mean, if we all got into the same room with very little airflow as people, <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure some of us are going to get sick. I mean, that's just a given. Um, right. and especially around this time, you know, I don't know about you, but you know, I'm feeling dry and sniffly and all that fucking annoying stuff that you get this time of year. 
And I know that there's going to be a snake downstairs that's going to start getting a little unhappy or something like that. And, you know, you boost the heat and you see how they go. And with the proper airflow, you maybe, you know, they, it, it kicks it. So, you know, they're they're going to have the same kind of effects by weather like this that, that you know, we do. So you got to understand that and compensate. Yeah, I think when it comes, and I'm just going to speak for carpet pythons at this point, yes. because this is what I've read, and this is what I know, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And this I is Morelia Python is, Radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. The key is, is that you want to make sure that you, you know, you're going to drop your temps at night, which I do. I mean, my room is down to 70. I would say, I would wow, say even for the argument. Yeah, I would say for sake of argument, it probably gets down to 67. I, I would bet money that it's down to 67 at night. Probably if you go closer to the floor, I bet it's in the 60s, the high 60s. Right, right. But, but the, the thing of it is, is that, you know, how I balance that is during the day, taking the heat up. I think the, the mistake that I made early on when I first started breeding is, is that I thought you had to drop the temps all together. And I, yeah, I completely if, agree because somebody told me once that the fluctuation of temperatures is what leads to our eyes. And that is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that is complete and utter bullshit. The fluctuation of temperatures is what. Seventies, let them get up into the eighties during the day and they're going to be. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Your, you drop, your, your room drops further than mine right now. I've been dropping slow. You know, you're already down in the, what'd you say, the 70s? Yeah, 70s, high 60s. I will be, I think, 78 by the end of the week. I will be dropping. So, 78? And I want to do that. That's it? Oh, not yet. I want to, yeah, I've been dropping slow, like I said. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part. You keep you keep I, getting. I know out. my my headset is a piece of shit. I need to get a new one during the break. But mm-hmm. it's I've been dropping very very slow. I've been doing a couple degrees here, a couple degrees there, you know. And I've been seeing some action. So uh, what I wanted to do is drop them down to where it goes to about seventy eight at nighttime, gets to about eighty three, eighty two during the day. Um, uh-huh. And then the, that's where I'm going to leave their day temps at. Is like eighty three. I'm not going to let it go any lower. But then I'm going to keep dropping the night temps. Uh, so it'll be 78 by the end of the week. By the end of next week, it'll be 77. So this will be when I start dropping it like a degree a week, kind of drastic-like. So to get us down there, uh, I'll probably be down mid-January. I'll be down right where I want to be. So. Okay. I, I didn't do it on purpose. That's just how my room went. I just turned the heat off at night. So my heat goes off at night. I don't have any heat on at all on yeah. anything. That's including the babies. I don't know. Damn. I don't believe – I believe that, you know, when you're doing that, um, you, you definitely have to, uh, I don't know. I just think that long-term it's better for my babies. Um, if they're at that temperature and have experienced that temperature, um, I don't know, just for me personally. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I don't see why. I mean, if they were in the wild, that's what they would be doing. So I don't, I don't see why it would be, be any different. But 
You well, know? I'll, and then I'll, I'll agree with you. I mean, I know that's what you do, and I do kind of like the exact opposite. I only cool down the guys who are doing something. So uh, that's where we kind of differ on that. But I do see your, you know, logic, and yeah, I, I it is sound. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Don't read that. Just keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of the things I that I noticed. Don't read it. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I noticed um, is that uh, Scott. Eeper. Did I say that right? I hope I said that right. I'm so bad with names. Um, I noticed that he posted up a picture or a video, I should say. Um, and he tried to call me again a couple times. And oh, speak of which. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Well, after we talk about this, I'll play. He left us a little message. Well, I'll play it at the end and you can go. Okay. But, um, uh, <laughs> It was just funny. I, I was telling Owen before the show, like he, he sent us a message and, you know, I, I downloaded the message or he sent the message and Rob downloaded it and sent it to me, but Google translates it. And what Google translate, what he said, as opposed to what he said, is like it's off the so wall. much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he posted up this video over on the chat. So the NPR chat. So I guess if you're new and you're listening, we should probably hit on this. So if people don't know, so, uh, during the show, we're constantly talking about what's going on over in our chat rooms, over on Facebook. If you want to be uh, a member, then just send me uh, a message and I'll, and I'll add you in. Anyway, he posted up a, a coastal carpet in his backyard, um, and basically, uh, let's see, it was 23 Celsius. So what is that in Fahrenheit? Let me see real quick. Uh, do you know that off the top of your head, Owen? Oh, hell no. Are you uh, kidding me? No. Let's see. 73 degrees. So he had 73 degrees. This carpet python is out there with this huge meal in its belly. Um, it's just kind of like uh, cruising around um, and uh, doesn't seem to have any issues. So a couple questions that I asked him was, you know, what what are the temps like? Uh, well, that's before he posted that, but what are the temps? Like when they're eating these big meals, it's so often you see like these pictures of these carpets eating these huge meals. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like every carpet python in the wild is eating this meal that's like, you know, way bigger than, than anything that we would feed in captivity. I guess it has to do with, I guess my thoughts would be is like the availability of prey. Like, I guess you yeah. get what you get when you're in the bush. You know what I mean? You like, nail it. You yeah. What, take what it you doesn't get. matter what comes along. <laughs> if you can eat it, eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they don't prefer to eat that, but that's just all that's available or, you know, and then my other question was, was, uh, you know, was it one of those things where, uh, Okay. <laughs> he, uh, is it one of those things? I got you. Is it one of those things <laughs> where? Uh, uh, okay, we have to pause. We have to pause. Do we do. I'm gonna be do we? Very distracted. Do we really we have, have to. Pause. We have right. to. We have to welcome uh, a special guest. Uh, Jim from Morgantown is joining us on the Christmas show. Would it be the same if we didn't have Jim from Morgantown? How you doing, Jim? Well, well, well. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. That's Jim from Morgantown in Denver. Yeah, he's not here really tonight. <laughs> he's like oh, so, he's uprooted in, the locality. In, 
Yeah, I know. Right. In 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 Denver, PA, not Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Working on a working on a project, uh, and we're trying to uh, this year. You know, I think it's going to catch on nationally. It's going to be. It's called uh, Treat Santa Like an Adult this year. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you know, as you as you know, in five days from now, he begins his big trip across <laughs> across the world, and uh, and I was talking to a few of his elves in rehab, um, and uh, <clears throat> they were telling me. I guess I probably should have said that. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. but the rehab, but anyway, they were telling me yeah, that was, they're a little fed up with that's, that's a hippo violation. The milk and cookie. I, I know, <laughs> I mean, my fault. And they're, they're, but they're a little fed up with the milk and cookies deal. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So a few yeah. of us, a uh, few of us in uh, a few of us in the recreational group uh, uh, that we talked about that we can't talk about because it's a HIPAA violation. Right. Are, uh, <laughs> we're scouting out we're scouting out rest areas on the turnpike, and we're going to be st- uh, 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 stocking them with beer and hot yeah. wings for Santa. This, you know, I think this is a conversation year. that he had with me when I was like six. Is yeah. that we should stop yeah. putting out cookies and start right. putting out yeah. beer for Santa? Yeah, it didn't go well then we, either. Well, and hot wings. First year for <laughs> yeah, hot exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. the first year for this. The first year for this, and it's just it's, it's strategic locations throughout the Turnpike rest stops. Now I got to tell you, because mm. it is the first year, mm. you know we could have some problems later on in the evening, and depending mm. on how how much the 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 big guy, how many loggers the big guy has, so. We have taken that into account, and we're putting Owen's cell phone number on uh-huh. all the presents. There it is. So it's okay. if you get a wrong, it's right. If you get a wrong, if you get a wrong present, call Owen, and he will straighten it out for you. Luckily, Thank I you. gave him two weeks off, so he can straighten it out. There you go. It worked out well. Well, geez, he didn't. He left work right. early today. You're not working at all, are you, son? What's I'm not. Never. There? I'm nowhere. <laughs> I'm not working on. NPR at the office. I'm not doing shit. <laughs> Your uh, paycheck got lost too. What the hell? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, boys, I'll let you know how this works out. I want you guys to have a great Christmas. I enjoyed the show, and uh, you know, hopefully, this thing won't backfire and Santa won't be, you know, getting a DUI. I don't know if you can get that. <laughs> or not, but we'll see. You guys have a great there Christmas. I'll see you. Thanks, Thanks Dan. You too. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> the office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't have a Christmas show without Jim from Morgantown checking in. We can try. We can try. Like one year no, we can try we, to do we it. We can't. We can't. We can't. It just it can't happen. It's not going to be. Can't same. happen. It's a Christmas tradition. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, it's true. Crap. All the way back from 2012, 2011, <laughs> uh, whatever, it was, whatever year yeah. it was. Who knows? Um, but uh, so I, I, I got it. Let's, let's, let's. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about the big meals for the for the carpet yeah. python. So, um, so I was just curious about it. And I, 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 when we're on our break, I'm going to touch base with uh, Scott at some point and give him a call and talk to him a little bit more. But I just find it fascinating that every time you see these carpets, especially coastals, they have these uh, huge meals. Now, I remember, I think it was at Carpet Fest. Maybe it was when Sean was on the show. But when um, mm. We had Sean from uh, Sean Christian from MP uh, coming on yeah. and talking with us, and he was talking about how he thinks that that pushes their growth. When you give them that big meal, it just like kind of pushes them a little bit, and they get that little extra growth uh, because now they're like, 
his thinking was is that okay, the snake realizes that the meals are a little bit bigger, so it's got to grow a little bit bigger in order to accommodate these meals. Because I don't think a snake really wants to be sitting out there with that big meal, just you know, chilling there. You know what I mean? They want to no, try to right. digest that as fast as possible. Would be my thought. Yeah. No, and I, and I think you're correct. I mean, I think that uh, the the thing is that people who power feed just eat the same meal like I don't know twice, three times a week. That's the dumb thing. If you want your snake to get big. You feed them once a week, but you feed them a big meal, and they'll grow. They'll grow fast, um, especially right. because we usually see when you when your python has a growth spurt, it's usually right when they've just upped the food. You know, oh, you know, it's eating hoppers, and then the second you start giving it, you know, I don't know, rat fuzzies or something like that, it explodes growth wise. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for like when they're eating the small rats. To the second they start taking medium rats, boom, it's a big python all of a sudden. So, you know, and as far as that, you know, uh, people asking or what you said about them being able to not really being able to pick the food, just nabbing whatever comes across, it might eat something huge and then not eat again for months. So, you know, that's why that big meal always seems like a huge meal inside their stomach is because maybe they, this is the first meal they've had in a pretty long time. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the right way to do it is, but it's it sure is interesting to me. But yeah. So, um, okay. So we're gonna change gears a little bit more. So, dude, what about these hypos? Mm. Holy shit! Mm. I'm post up a picture now. Look at that thing. Oh man! Uh, go over and check out Paul Harris's UK pythons. Um, and that is a nice typo. Exactly what we're talking about, but dude, I'm and so now, glad I got some. I'm so glad I I'm got gonna, some of these. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this uh, now. Here's the thing. I'm gonna throw you this. Same thing. Same chat. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Okay. Uh What? Okay, that's a caramel. That's super my, caramel. One of, my pot super caramel jag girl that I produced okay. last year. So right. it's like. You can see the obvious difference in the saddle colors, in the amount of black, in mm-hmm. I think even the background color. It's like that's the difference. Oh, sweet baby Jesus, what the hell is that? A hypo tiger. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Everything I was yeah. just talking about is totally not important anymore. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my yeah. god what I've always wanted it's... right here in front of me holy Correct. shit yeah and then there's a hypo zebra which is pretty cool I thought that no was no one cares cool. no no it's a, it's a dirty dirty mutt no one cares give me back the pure coastal that is the hypo yeah. tiger you know Jesus there you Christ. go that's pretty sweet and then you know, the other cool thing is the – so for people that don't know, so hypo and caramel, right? Everybody thought that it would uh, just be the same, um, but turns out mm, not so much. Um, so you can have a hypo and a caramel at the same time, and uh, it they look work. like – It will – I'm trying to find it. Hold on. Oh, God damn it. it but apparently I failed. Um, it's all right. I'll just keep staring at the hypo tiger. Whatever else is, just doesn't matter anymore. Damn it. That's pretty sweet, though, ain't it? I want one now. 
I'm sitting here, I'm like, you know what? I'm good on pythons. There's not a single python that would really come across my table that I would be, that I have to have. And then you throw hypo tigers at me. God damn bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I was perfectly happy until then. All right, here we go. So okay. this is what, uh, wait, let me minimize this. All right. I'm send this. Throw that there. And here. Put that there. Right. And read this. How'd you know? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this is a hypo caramel. What the? F- God damn it! Yeah. So actually, that's what I got. I got a hypo caramel. Is what you, I got. You got a hypo. You got a hypo home. caramel. Did, you pear. only got one. A pair. Pair. You got a pair yeah. of hypo caramels. I think yes. that's probably a very smart move on your point. Because you mm. can breed them together to get more hypo caramels or super caramel, super hypo, right? Yes. Super caramel, super hypo. Yes, that would be the, That's thing. the thing. Yeah. Yes. But then you'd also get caramels or you'd also get super caramels. Then you also get hypos and all that stuff. But then you can also, knowing you and your wonderful lines of coastal carpetum, you can have pure lineage, the pure lines of coastal that you can mix with these hypos and go down yes. that road as well. Yeah, so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 pretty happy about it. I'm thinking uh, it's going to be a too. cool project. So I well, like it when you get things that I want because then I don't have to buy them. So yeah, <laughs> just have to wait. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fine. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's a cool thing. I mean, that was one of the coolest things that I saw in 2017. That would be my favorite. I don't know. What was your favorite thing that you saw in 2017? See, the problem is, is that, like, you know, we could sit here and I could be like, hey, you know, there was there's a lot of really cool carpet stuff coming out. And I really loved a lot of the Morelia things that I did see, you know. And then uh, I, I really enjoyed checking out the stuff that either I, I finally got to see in person or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that I hadn't seen in a very long time. Like, I really enjoy your ring pythons because I had not seen them in so long in person. To actually get this handle yours again was awesome. Uh, I really like the Sanzinia that I would always been like, yeah, they're there, but I never got to handle one in person. So it's like uh, when I got that one pair for Matt that I got to toy around with and play with i'm like holy crap these things are badass like that's really what kind of closed that for me um so yeah they're 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 pretty cool and uh uh, i kind of hope to see some stuff and add some of those things that i really only got to have a little bit of experience with this year to my collection like uh i got to handle andrew's beaded lizards and now i'm like god damn so those will be happening. Yeah, you got that bug, man. You got that bug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And I mean, like, it is cool. And it's like, uh, um, it, it, it's just like, it, it basically, it's the same thing that happened that one time when we went up to Nerd. It's like, mm-hmm. I never touched a cave dwelling rat snake before. And then because we had that small little interaction with one, I'm like, I had to get it. And then I ended up getting the, not them, but the cousins. And it was like, these things are badass too which led to the rhino rats, which led to a few other things. So you go on these little tangents whenever you find something that's really cool. So there's been a lot of cool stuff in 17, and I kind of look forward to what you kind of rediscover in 18, you know? 
Yeah, it's always cool, like, this time of year because, you know, uh, a lot of the guys in Australia, they're they're hatching stuff out, mm-hmm. and we're going into breeding season. So we're seeing, you know, some of the cool stuff that, uh, you know, that they have on the horizon that's, that's actually come to fruition with some of their projects. And then, <clears throat> you know, with us, uh, uh, you know, we're just going into it and some of the possibilities of what we could do. Um, but, uh, you know, it, this is always a cool time for me, uh, because, yeah. uh, you know, I like, you get the best of both worlds, you know what I mean? And it, it's pretty awesome. So, um, obviously the projects kind of the same, but a little bit different. I mean, you know, obviously in Australia, they have a little more access to some, some different stuff where we have limited stuff and, uh, you know, we got to kind of work with what, we, but, um, you know, it's it's always fun to see. I I just I really like that, and I really like to see you know, especially like selective breeding projects and stuff. Um, seems to be uh, seems to always be cool, especially with uh, with carpet pythons. <clears throat> you know, I think you know I, I love the pythons. Everybody knows you know as of recently it was a, you know maybe a about four four or five months I've been on this thing where I'm just trying to add, uh, you know, pythons into my collection and trying to work with a bunch of different species. And I think, I think the thing that it's taught me is like, you know, number one, it's really good to be outside of your box. Um, you know, it was so on, uh, so Ari, Ari was on uh, port city Python or, uh, from the ground up last night, the podcast, uh, and, uh, you know, that was one of the things they talked about some point towards the end or whatever. It's like, if you're just working with, so some of the thoughts was is that if you're working with Boland's pythons and that's the only Python that you can work with because of their, uh, very specific requirements that they need, um, to, uh, to try to successfully breed them. It seems like for the most mm-hmm. part, most people that are, are specifically work when, when I was specifically dialed into carpets, it kind of like, you don't, you don't get to see outside the box. You're sort of locked into this box and you're in right. this world and you're in this bubble. And you know, there's, there's so many people out there that keep and breed things that you probably don't even know exist. Like for instance, there's one guy that we stumbled upon that bred poplin python. I didn't yeah. even know that they were produced. And here I, yeah. I, I find a guy through Josh and, you know, he's actually bred them and he has a group of them. And, you know, these are little things that like, if I would have been in my little carpet python world and never stepping outside, I never would have known that. Or like, even, you know, I never would have seen that. Like I got the pair of African rocks. I never would have stumbled upon that guy if I didn't step outside that world. Um, so that's, that's the one good thing about doing that. And you're exposed to keepers that uh, maybe see things different uh, or maybe they've had different experiences or they approach things differently. And it sort of makes you think a little bit, you know, and I'm not saying yeah. you have to work with is, you know, like what I'm doing, but if you have a couple of different species that are in the mix, sometimes it, it, it kind of, you know, it kind of keeps you balanced, I guess you would say. And then the other cool it thing is, is that, yeah, the other cool thing is that it makes you appreciate you know, I say this all the time, like carpet pythons are bulletproof and carpet pythons are this and, you know, and, you know, working with all these different pythons, they freaking are, man. They're just, <laughs> they're freaking bulletproof, you know? Um, 
And now I can say that, you know, because right. you have all of these other ones that need these special requirements, working with scrubs. Awesome. Love them. But it's not a carpet python. You know what I mean? It's not like working with a carpet python. Now, that could be that I just work with them for so long that I'm very comfortable. That that could be yeah. it. That could be part of it, you know. But you do the yeah. same. What are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, no, you're exactly you right. Same? But now, I want you to imagine, can you imagine your room being nothing but 32 court racks lining the entire wall with, like, the same animal, like, in each and every single one of them? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be horrible? It's like, that's the, it's like, that's it. I mean, I think everybody's collection, even if it's not your core species, I don't care if you breed, like, leopard geckos. Find something that maybe is outside of that box, outside of that comfort zone. Find the rare species. Go get every single genus, every single thing. There's a there's always a boa that has never been really that that has not been bred regularly in captivity. There's always a colubrid. There's always a this. There's always a that. Go find it. Go keep a pair and try to breed them every year. Because you know what? Maybe, just maybe, you'll get lucky one year and that'll be freaking badass. You mm-hmm. know, I I can't imagine. And that's kind of how I started with the things outside of the carpet python box. And then it was almost like, uh, well, what's the saying? Can't see uh, the forest through the trees. I had so many damn carpet pythons. I wasn't really checking out other species of python that were just as badass. I just was not paying any attention to them. So it's one of those things where I, I bet you when I was buying up all my carpet pythons, I passed on tons of other things that right now I would have been tripping myself, tripping over to get. So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or or even then, there were animals I had that I sold that I sit here now, and I go, God damn it, you know, I had a breeding trio of white-sided bull snakes. What the hell was wrong with me letting them go? It's like you know that's one Wait, of those you things. Had what? I had a trio of white-sided uh, bull snakes, and you sold them. I sold them because I was mm. <laughs> so it's. <funny. laughs> And right now I'm like I'm raising up a pair of black and white pine snakes because I'm like they're clothes, not what I used to have, <laughs> but they're clothes. Like, you know, and it's, and then I'm sitting here and it's like I had access to so many things and I had so many things that either I sold, got rid of, or whatever. I've I've changed over my corn snakes ten million times just because I'm like, eh, I'm done with corn snakes. I sold them all, and then I slowly get them all back or get more back. It's like there's there's some of those things where. It, Again, you kind of got to – and the reason I did all that is because I needed to make room for carpet pythons. But, mm-hmm. you know, keep the variety. Have the variety. Go get something that's interesting. Go get something that's cool. You know, uh, tiger rat snakes now. If I could find a pair of those, I'd probably grab them and be like, I don't care if you never breed. Just be here. You know, there's there's a bunch of stuff like that. So now tiger rat snakes – now, I'm not the best when it comes to colubrids, but tiger rat snakes would be spilotes. Yeah, I think so. I think that's okay. if somebody's if somebody's screaming at their radio now because I've gotten that wrong, please write to info at moraliapythonradio.com and uh, yeah, we'll deal with it when we come back from break. <laughs> so, doesn't yeah, right? Doesn't Jason Hood? I think he works with them, man. I think he does too. I I think there's a few people that have them and a few people that work with them. I'm not sure if they're ever getting success, but you know, I think it, he's bred them. That's mistaken. awesome though. And, and people keep very, very rarely I see one or two that have been brought in, uh, you know, as wild caught little ones. And I'm, and I'm always tempted to be like, mm, all right, yeah, sure. So, 
you know, like like I've told you a few times, you may start seeing less and less carbon pythons uh, here. I might start focusing yeah. in on some major projects or some line projects, and I don't need to be the Morelia guy that has every single locality of Morelia. That's what you're here for, you know. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. You got that. You know I can do other yeah. shit. <laughs> it's fine. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it's just cool, I, you know, and I think, you know, that would be the one takeaway that I had from 2017 is exactly that, you know, and then like, you know, seeing you work with these different colubrids and being exposed to things that I would never be exposed to. I would, I would yeah. never know about some of the stuff. I mean, when we went up to nerd and we were messing around with those, you know, cave dwelling rat snakes and stuff, you know, you would think we would be there to so, see pythons. Cool. Yeah, like, we didn't give a shit you know, about the retake. <laughs> like, screw, screw the pythons. Who gives a shit? You know? And that happened there too. To yeah. Damn. Oh yeah, the retake. <laughs> yeah, I'm like and that still happened. I love that story. So um I think we're okay, we're about an hour in. So tell us your story, <laughs> Ellen. Tell us tell us your story. Uh, I'm going to just mute myself and let you go. Uh, all right. No, go no, don't it. mute all yourself because right. I want to have, I want to have the interaction because yeah. Anyway. Um, so I get a phone call from somebody who's out in Los Angeles. Uh, his name is Ian and he calls me and he says he has a question about my Morelia Caranata on my website. Now this is not anything new. This happens every so often. Somebody calls and says, are they for sale? Or do you have babies that you just never put up and stuff like that? So I'm thinking, all right, this is just some guy who wants to talk about Caranata again. And normally I would never even return these phone calls because it's like, if you're just going to call and say, I want to discuss animals that are on your website that aren't even for sale, what, what, whatever. So I don't know. I was feeling in a particularly weird mood. So I called him back and I get the voicemail and it says that you've called the Los Angeles Zoo Herpetological Department. Uh, we can't come to the phone right now. We'll be back. We'll get back to you. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, I guess the LA Zoo is calling me for something or other. I'm like, I, maybe they got questions. You know, maybe they want to know how I keep my stuff so they can move to there. I, I, oh, God, it was horrible. Perhaps. So, <laughs> perhaps. So, this this, this guy, Ian, calls me back and uh, says that he is the director of herpetology at the LA Zoo and that they have a little bit of a problem. And I say, okay. And they say, they want to discuss Monrell Caranata. And I said, yes. And they say, well, on your website, it says that they're LA Zoo stock. And I immediately kind of paused because back when I originally got my pair of my two boys, uh, mm-hmm. Rom- Romulus and uh, Vulcan. Um, I was told that they were LA Zoo stock, that they came from the LA Zoo. And of course, I never vetted this. I just went, all right, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. I thought, you know, at some point, maybe they had them at the LA Zoo, and it's just like how you have San Diego Zoo line diamonds. So I didn't really care too much about it. But when I got the pair, when I got the boys, I did put on the website that they were LA Zoo stock. So I tell this director guy, I'm like, yeah, I was told that, but I was pretty sure after about a month after I got them that they were bullshit. You see, when I got the Caranata, I hadn't really kind of understood a lot of stuff about them. And from talking mm-hmm. with other breeders and a few other things like that, I kind of realized that, you know, they all came from the same, like, five animals. So it really was no point. This guy was just trying to get me to buy. And 
he said, you're probably correct. Now, the thing is, is that I need you to delete that. And I'm like, okay. And he says, because technically, I signed a lot of paperwork with the Australian government to allow the importation of the eight animals that we have at the L.A. Zoo. And we've never bred the animals at the L.A. Zoo. I'm like, okay. And he goes, oh, that fact right there, that we've never bred the animals at the L.A. Zoo is probably the only reason that you're not getting a phone call from Fish and Game and CITES right now. And I'm like, oh. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, here's the, here's the thing. He goes, we're, we're, he's like, I signed a lot of paperwork. I signed a lot of stuff in agreement saying that these animals would never leave the care of the L.A. Zoo as L.A. ambassadors. And by you having on your website saying that they, your animals are L.A. Zoo stock means that I bred them illegally and then allowed them to leave the zoo illegally. And that did not happen. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry for the mix-up. And you know what? I wish you guys had contacted me, you know, six years ago or something like that when I got the pair because I would have given all the information I had, but I don't have any information left from the guy I bought them from. I don't know, even remember his name off the top of my head. I can try to find you something. He goes, if you do find something, please let me know. Uh, he's like, he's like, because I want to make sure we track this stuff down because it is a, you know, a big deal. And I'm like, I totally understand. I don't want to make any waves. I don't want to get any problems. He goes, you seem like a nice enough guy. He goes, I didn't want to give you, I want to get you in any kind of trouble either. You know, it just seems like this dude was trying to pull some wool over your eyes to get you to buy some stuff. I'm like, I got that. So he said, thanks for taking my phone call. And uh, if you just remove it from your website, we're not going to have any problems. I'm like, done. So I deleted it from my website, which it, was, it just happened to be it was one line on uh, Vulcan's uh, bio because he's still up on the website. Romulus, I sold to Nick. So I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I just deleted the whole thing, all the entire bio. What are you going to do it? So and I'm like, gee. So there was it went from like, huh, I'm big stuff. The L.A. Zoo is going to call me and talk Python. You <laughs> thought to cause an international incident, so it was. <laughs> oh God, it was horrible. I felt like, oh God, and, and and again, it just goes to one of those things that that if somebody tells you something, vet it, and, and if you can't vet it, don't put it on the damn website. It's like Jesus Christ, Owen, why did you do this? Passed away, yeah. an idiot. It's like you know, that's just like. But it was just so. Weird, and I did find out that the LA Zoo does have eight Morella Carinata that they have never bred, not because they don't want to, just because they have other shit they want to do. So I huh. understood that, yeah. And I'm like, wow. Well, I'll never get a job at the LA Zoo, <laughs> so that's that's gone. So, um, Alrighty. Yeah, but it was just a weird. It was a whole. It was a weird night. It was a weird experience, and I was just like, God, Eric's gonna love this. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is uh that would make you shit a brick for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not getting called from CITES and Fish and Game, huh? <laughs> you know, there was, he was because he's like if we had ever bred them, if there had been babies and you were right. around saying that you got babies, then it would have right. caused a full inquiry of where each individual animal is. And, you know, all this other stuff, he goes, because we never bred them, all eight animals were immediately accounted for. And we could immediately, like, it was the deduction that, yeah, this, this, some guy lied to you. And I'm like, okay. He goes, if we had bred them and say those babies had been sent to other zoos, it would have been roll right. call across the entire thing. They would have had to track down every single baby. And if one was freaking missing, then I'm going to get somebody knocking on my door. 
So, right. and that was the other thing he said is that if they had launched an inquiry like that, they could have requested that my animals be confiscated until they determined that the rough scales that I have were in fact not the rough scales that it were uh, had anything to do with the LAZU. So it was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so there was a lot of, a lot of, there was a lot of stuff there. So um, again, full blown, I immediately apologize to anybody and anything that I may have caused any kind of, you know, ruffling of feathers at the LA Zoo. Um, and uh, I was just going off of what I was told, and it was completely false, and it was dumb of me to believe that. So I get it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame them at all. I'm not no hard feelings or anything like that. It's like I know they're just doing their job and they're doing their due diligence, and I, I kind of applaud that they're taking that much interest into uh, what's going on with the animals and uh, their reputations. So, uh, you know, I'm all for that. Again, you're right. Totally shit a brick. Um, but there you go. Jeez. Jeez. I know, right? It's just nuts. Huh. So what was the word you told Rob? Uh, SWS. Uh, yeah. Fish and wildlife. Mission, yeah, that was yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The second you, the second they start telling you that, done. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it was again. It, it's just another stupid story I can add on to the stupid stories of my reptile thing, and it also just is another slap of that. If you have no idea or you cannot confirm within a hundred percent, you you shouldn't be saying it. So my yeah. mistake. And, you know, I should just, and it would have all been avoided if I just threw up there that he's a rough scale python. Here he is. So. Right. Yeah. Huh. Not interesting. But, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) Um, I was not arrested. Yes. That's, that's very good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Better luck next time. I knew I held out for those rough scales for a while for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) I told I told them immediately everything I got was from Eric Burke. He's the man you Uh, want. So you know that's (laughs) they're gonna be hunting down down the river immediately. Yep. Mm. So. Oh man. So I want to take a moment to yep. just remind everybody because we're not going to be here for the next two weeks, but I just want to remind everybody that there, we do have a booster going on right now. Uh, yeah. And eight more days is, left. Yes. Uh, for Boland's pythons. Um, and this is for uh, our friend Ari Flagel. Um, he is trying to, uh, I think uh, so from listening uh, to the podcast from the ground up, he was talking about what he's trying to buy is uh, some telemetry equipment. Uh, so basically mm-hmm. he can, um, uh, I guess they somehow they insert these uh, uh, loggers in, into the animal. And basically you can be able to see, you know, what the animal's doing at any point from all the way on the other side of the, of the planet. And, uh, you know, that would just, uh, basically give so much information, uh, as to what these animals are doing and when they're doing it, uh, you know, to be able to do that, uh, 
is just incredible. So, and it's a pretty cool shirt. Owen, you did an awesome job on the design. Um, Thanks, Joe. One of, uh, uh, one of Ari's uh, animals. Uh, so far, 41 uh, shirts have been sold. We've raised 330. What the hell, guys? Uh, yeah. We need to get to 135. Last, last time we did a bowling shirt, dude, that thing went ape shit. So I was I was expecting a lot more yeah. here. So, yeah. I'm going to uh, put this up. I'm sharing it right now on my Facebook. Uh, let's raise some money for Ari. Yes. Let's get him some money. So, uh, And you get a cool shirt, which is the awesome yeah. part of it. Um, so uh, check it out. Um, you remember these things we only do as a one-time thing. We don't do them ever again. So you can see exactly what Ari's got going on. Uh, check out projectblackpython.org. Uh, he's got tons of stuff on there, but uh, he's really the the main person when it comes to uh, researching animals in the wild. So uh, yeah, yeah, Josh, I, mean, I just yeah. I just shared it. Uh, I guess I can he's put the, uh, the link there too. I mean, he's the only guy that really kind of goes out there and does a lot of this stuff, and it is important research. And uh, he is also taking uh, basically what a lot of the bowling breeders are suggesting that he goes to check out. I think uh, Keith was asking about the water, and he's going to go check on that stuff. So it's one of those things where he's kind of helping, um, you know, helping further the species in captivity as well as answer some of the questions. So uh, it is good, I mean, to, to support that stuff. And it is just a T-shirt. Um, and like you said, we do these things once, and then we shut them down. Uh, this mm-hmm. reason you haven't seen the other boosters, the reason you don't see Carpet Fest T-shirts, you gotta, you kind of got to go get them when they're live. And there's usually always three or four people that want something when something goes down or ends that request, uh, ask us if we can – you know, where they can get the shirt, where they can do that. So, uh, and it is a huge hassle to reopen these things. So a lot of times it's when it's done, it's done, it's gone. So I'm not sure if we're going to extend this one. It would depend. I would need to see a bunch of sales because I have to ask to extend the booster. And I think I can only really extend it by a week. So if in the next eight days we get like a ton of sales, then I might extend it. If not, uh, we'll probably just wrap it up in eight days and see where we're at. I would like to, I kind of set the uh, bar pretty high to try to get over $1,000 for Ari, uh, which would be 125 uh, shirts sold. If we can get close to that, I'd be happy. So uh, right now we're we hovering can at do 230. That. I think we yeah, should. Yeah, we last can do time that. We, last time we did a bowling shirt, we did go over 1000 for him. So that was uh, – we'll hopefully do that again. So yeah, Get to work, so, y'all. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. Let's do it. Um, so – yeah, it's for a good cause, and it's always a good time, uh, you know, hearing Ari's uh, info when he comes back from the trip. And, you know, if he if he can't make it over there to do it, uh, then he's not going to share that stuff with you. And don't be uh, don't be crazy thinking that it's only um, uh, what do you call it too? Uh, it's only uh, um, just Bolins that you can get some information on because I mean, that is what he's over there doing. But, you know, I know Ari kind of disagreed with this on the podcast, but 
I, I kind of see Bones and Scrubs as kind of the same thing. Obviously, they're mm-hmm. in the same genus. Uh, so if you kind of figure out what's going on with Bolins, I bet you you could apply those same type of thinking to scrub pythons. So um, usually the two go hand in hand. If you're keeping scrubs, you're kind of keeping – you want Bolins. Maybe you don't have them, but it's definitely on your wish list and vice versa. You know, so most people that uh, keep Bolins, maybe they have a couple – scrub pythons floating around or have worked with them in the past but you know two groups of pythons that definitely uh you know are very under uh what would be the word uh underappreciated not underappreciated uh not really out there in the hobby so to speak so i believe that if uh more people bred them in captivity i think they would follow suit just like any other python uh, I think they would chill out a bit, you know, and, and be uh, a lot more manageable and handleable and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Future, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah. hopefully uh, one of those, I think he was saying there's probably about maybe six guys in the States that have a shot at uh, maybe producing this year. And, you know, as we talk to those guys a million times, it's not really the breeding that's the hard part. It's getting the females to lay eggs. That's yep. the hard part. You know, so um, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, that would be awesome to see in 2018. You know, the other thing that would be awesome because I know that I think there's three people that are breeding uh, Moluccan pythons. Mm-hmm. That would be another awesome one to see uh, come to be. fruition. You know, uh, another very underrated uh, species of python, but you don't really see them. You know, yeah. a few guys that work with them, and you know, that's about it. So. Hopefully we see that in 2018. Um, I want to see python species that we don't normally see. Like, you know, it, it, I don't want to see 10 million ball pythons. And, like, I want to see, like, a pop one python clutch. I want to see a Malukan clutch. I want to see more olive clutches, Maclots, water, Cebu, uh, uh, you know, guns, for God's sake. Like, I want to start seeing a lot of stuff. I know uh, Chris Foley is getting a ton of locks out of his Barnex and his okay. scrubs that he has. So I hope to God he's up to his neck in scrub babies because those are sorely missed, I believe, in my opinion. You know, there's not really yeah. enough time to solve clutch of, uh, a really good clutch of Barnex. And he's got Reigns kids that are Yes, breeds. I so, know. So, I mean... That's why I gave him citrus tigers. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, laying the ground. That's smart. <laughs> See how I did laying that? Laying the groundwork. See how I did that? Yeah, I, I did. Come on, man. I know. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> He's like, uh, how much do I owe for this? You, you just take scrub. them. Scrub. <laughs> <laughs> A scrub. Just I need to just take them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Just take them. And if you yeah. have success, then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about I it. Mean, you know? He's also getting success from his tannin bars. So there's 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 a lot of stuff there, and I and I would like to see that more. I would like to see more stuff. You know, walking at shows, you, you kind of get tired seeing the same table full of corn snakes, ball pythons, and both. You want to see something different, whether that be a different type of collier breed, a different type of boa, or a different type of python. You just want to see something different every once in a while. So. Yeah. For more sure. power to the people is something different. And I don't mean different as in, 
you know, a new paint job on the same damn snake. I'm talking different, different. So. Yeah, something you don't normally see. Yeah. So that's cool. A lot of cool stuff. So let me ask this question. What was your yes. favorite show of 2017? Do you have one that pops out in your mind? You're like, oh, my God, this was awesome. I loved every minute of this. I know it's like picking a kid. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't even have kids to pick. Um, the um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, God damn it. Who, who, who is that? That's the problem is I forget some names too. Uh, what was the what was the topic? His name was Bill, and he's an old school Tanzania? guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, Hughes. Yeah, that. Yeah, Bill Hughes. That's it, Bill Hughes. Bill Hughes. That I loved that episode. He was cracking me up the entire time. He was talking about all the stuff that I always wanted to talk about, and he was the first kind of dive into the Tanzania stuff for me. Uh, and it, it was just a fun show. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I don't know, man. There was a. I'm just looking through the list of of some of the people that have come on, and you know, I think uh, I think the Condra Roundtable stood out to me as one that was pretty cool, only because uh, that was the first time we spoke to Harlan. I think he was yeah. a pretty good guest. I agree with you. Bill was a uh, Bill was an awesome guy. Um, uh, you know, one I really enjoyed was Martin Rosemond. Uh, I really mm-hmm. liked talking to him. He was a good one. Um, and uh, as of recent ones, um, I kind of like uh, we talked with um, uh, what, uh, I'm trying to Forrest. That was a good show. Yes. I really like Forrest. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback about that. Obviously, Brian Cusco. Uh, we got the, so. Speaking of Brian, what did you think of uh, uh, mm. the whole YouTube thing? We didn't get to uh, mm. talk about it because you mm. weren't here last week. What, mm. what, you, what was your thoughts? I, I, I could tell I looked uncomfortable for parts of it, and I guess it's just because I was thinking about cameras and all that other crap. And you know, it, it, but I think we did well. I think we talked pretty good. I think we brought up with some good points. We didn't really step on each other's toes, and I don't think I looked too much like an idiot, but, you know, I, I could tell that it was, I was nervous, which, you know, I know nobody else can really pick up on that, because I know what I look like when I'm nervous, because I'm me, but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't I, pick I think up it, on that, but I yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean, but I, I think it did, I think we did all right, I think it went well. I still think we should stick with the radio podcast, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. Everybody was saying, you know. that, I guess, in a roundabout way, they were were, were ugly or something. I don't God, know. Man. I don't know. Faces, that. It's like, faces for radio. Okay. I'm like, well, thank you. Already then. There goes any date I was thinking I was going to get from having to be a YouTube star, but never mind. So I think yeah. they're talking about. I think they're talking about me, man. They're not talking about. Oh me. yeah, oh, I'm yeah. The, I'm yeah, the old okay. guy. <laughs> yeah, butter me up. It's fine. Yeah. No, no. Keep going. I want you to. But anyway. But um, <laughs> there's. But no, I thought I thought it was well done. I thought uh, I, I liked the um, <laughs> I liked the uh, cut-ins every once in a while, where I think you said something about like you know I carry you on my back and I just cut in Luke Skywalker and Yoda. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was good. That I like. So yeah, I mean, yeah. there was there was a good. There was, I, I I enjoyed it. You know, any any problems I would have had with it were because I thought I looked nervous. So that's 
what's funny is that my niece, um, she yeah. is, I think she's, she's six. Okay. And yeah. her, her fascination now is YouTube. So she wants to be <laughs> a YouTube personality and she wants to review toys and she has this whole grand scheme and she's asked me to set up this YouTube account for her and everything else and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so he sends over this YouTube video. So I send my sister a link to show her, you know, yeah. and she's just like, she can't believe that uncle Eric is on YouTube. <laughs> like, <laughs> she will not shut up about the fact that uncle Eric is YouTube. <laughs> like <laughs> everywhere we go. Did you know that my uncle Eric was on YouTube? <laughs> forget the podcast that I've done for no, six years. For I, six do a, years. I do a 10 minute YouTube uh, clip that and all of a sudden that I'm a star it. in her eyes. <laughs> no one cares about radio. It's like, all right, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so funny. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It was a good time. He's a good dude. Uh, I, yeah. I really like uh, Brian. I, I'd, um, be, I'd be up for doing it again. And you know what? He's talking about how he wants to go around. He wants to come to the Carpet Fest. And I, I hope he comes to them all. I hope he films at each one. Hell, if he's well, in the area and wants to come check out the collection, I'll let him film in my snake room. I need at least yeah. 48 hours to know before so I can scrub the piss out of it. But, you know, no. <laughs> Here's the yeah. thing I would say, though. So, like, yeah. I, I don't know if you're listening out there, Brian, but maybe mm-hmm. somebody that you know is listening. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Garrett is out there listening or, or somebody, you know, and, 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 they're, and they're listening. And they're going to pass this along to Brian in case he's not an avid listener every week, which if he's not. The hell, dude. You. Yeah. <laughs> However, All right. I'm going to come to a carpet fest. Yeah. You have to come. To the OG. Yeah, I don't care <laughs> how good Southern Carpet Fest is, or Northwest, or North nah. Southwest, or nah. all great times, all great oh, yeah. times. Oh, very, very good. But just like anything, <laughs> nothing like the original. It's just nothing like the original, man. You just you can't you can't take as much as I like Sammy Hagar and Van Halen. If you take him out, if you take David Lee Roth out, and you put Sammy Hagar in, it's not the original. It's just not, not the same. same. Yeah. yeah. So all the other carpet fests are like the all the other carpet fests are like the Van Halen Sammy Hagar era. <laughs> we are the Van Halen David Lee Roth era. You're, Raw, you're uncut, to you're, uncensored, ready to kick ass. That's well, how it goes. You're appealing to him on the sense of the musician thing. I, I, exactly. I like exactly. <laughs> exactly. From one musician to another, he will understand what I'm saying. He will. He will say, "You know what, Eric? I think you're right." So, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to travel to any of them. You have to come to the OG, and that's just not because we threw. I mean, if the Southern Carpet Fest was the original OG, then I would be saying to go there. And I'm not yeah, saying they're not. Go there. I'm just saying. But they're not. They're, they're not. They they try to be. They try to pretend they, like they, they do. Are. They do. But they they're do. not. <laughs> so, much but, love. You know, much love. Much love. Tons of love. Nothing but you know, love. But still. They don't have Howard. But, you know. No. I mean, <laughs> they don't. They no, don't have Howard. No. Though every once in a while we do feel like sending him there. But yeah, that's. They do not. And have he Howard. may see. He, he may, may take a visit. 
and he may go devoured. and visit, <laughs> but it's like when you take a snake and you put it on breeding loan and you send it to somebody else's house, it's not the same as when it's in your house. You see he what I mean? So you have to understand that Owen, I mean, that Howard is going to act differently in his natural environment than when he's outside of his environment, somewhere else in another environment. He's just not going to act the same. So you're not really seeing the real Howard unless you come into the OG. Just saying. Howard, not even a, a Tinley do you see no. the real Howard. No, because he's no. not in his element. You don't see him no, getting body is... slammed in the front lawn or something. Yeah, that's a, I mean, uh, where else do you see Howard getting body slammed uh, as he's yelling at somebody for taking a piss? Uh, I mean, come on. At any of these other events, they don't have, uh, you know, somebody dressed up like Borat Biden. jumping into a uh, pool at 4 o'clock in the morning. You don't get uh, scaly. Yeah, that's, again, another one that yeah. we sometimes want to send yeah. away. But, you know, he's ours. We keep him. So. Again, you know, I mean, you know, Eric Kohler pukes all over my backyard. Over back, yeah. I, I embrace it, man, you know. I, I, I yeah, welcome you're, it. You had the most interesting carpet beds. Mine, mine yeah. never went this crazy. Yours, people nearly died. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a true story. <laughs> I was so worried too with my neighbors and everything. Well, no, the first well, time we're here. Woo. My curtains kids were trying to kill themselves at my house, but nobody ever really got close. You're, they got close at your place. <laughs> people, yeah. people, people that's trying a, to die. That's a true story. Uh, so, uh, uh, speaking of Carpet Fest, we got to yes. pick a date. So, over yeah. this break, uh, at some point, we will pick well, a date, and when we come back, and uh, we will be uh, ready to go and let you know. Well, I know I already have one bedroom, actually probably two bedrooms. Uh, no, let me back that up. Three, three bedrooms probably <laughs> taken. So first comes Owen, then Damn came right. Rob, yeah. and Nick uh, already solidified the deal. But, you know, I, I told him, I was like, look, Nick, I, I don't believe nothing until I see it. You know yeah, you okay, know? yeah. It's a salt. That's a salt. That's a soft three, hard two. So, right. you know, that's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I got to come down there anyway because I have to go over to Matt's and uh, get my retake. So maybe you, me, and him can set something up to, you know, hang yeah. out, talk about it, figure that out. So, Sounds and good. And then uh, I actually have to go up to, uh, I have to drive Andrew up to Nerd. So I was going to talk to you guys oh, about really? that too. Yeah. Oh, that might be good. When are you doing that? Yeah. The week after Christmas? Uh, the week I think after so. Christmas or whatever? I think the week after. I'll be off. I'm not I'm sure. you're, you're off? Up, so off be cool. Because we got we to, gotta, uh, he's, he's got to deliver an animal up there. So I'll talk to him, see what's going on, and, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Obviously, it's going to be like, you know, if you guys want to come, more than welcome kind of a deal. And we'll try hammering that out and see what's going on, you know, if we can make that Cool. Trip. I feel more cool. the merrier anyway. So. Yeah, it's always a good time. Yeah, right. <clears throat> um, and uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, pretty much. I think I, I don't know if there's much left to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we kind of hit on everything that was on my list. I don't know. Is there anything on your list that you wanted to? Uh, I got to talk about nothing. I got nothing. Um, nothing you want. To the people we're going to be away from for two weeks, they're not going to not going to be with us. None of you call me. I mean, hmm. <laughs> I mean, 
uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I guess I would say that uh, um, real quick, um, Amanda Snyder, the, the uh, Amanda who I hung out with and does uh, shows with me every once in a while, she had a baby girl uh, yesterday. Oh, so congrats. congrats to her. Yeah. Um, awesome. And then, yeah. So we're, we got to start getting the next generation of snake weirdos in here. But yeah, um, true story. Uh, other than that, dude, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to get through uh, the breeding season, just trying to get everything in the right direction, in the right order. I'm going to be doing a lot of crap over the next couple weeks because I'm finally going to see people. Like, I'm going to come down and see you and see Matt, and I'll have the retick, come back up here. i got to, you know, go out and see Chris because i got to pick up a python from him, and i got to do all this other stuff, and i got to finally build those cages, or I'm going to lose my damn mind. So it's going to be a lot of running around and doing stuff for this two-week-off uh, thing, especially because I do have a little bit of time off from work around the holidays. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, not striking now on the iron's hot uh, stuff, trying to get some, you know, everything's figured out. But uh, hopefully uh, I'll be back in action for the February Hamburg show. I, I still don't have a table secured. Um, but if I'm not, I'll be bumming off of Matt Minotola's table again. So we'll see. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, dangerous for me, dude. I walked away with a retick from that show. So I really <laughs> hope I'm, I really hope I have my own table. Or I'm going to be like, you got to solidify the pair. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, or I'm like, oh, you know okay. I got a Sumatran. How did that happen? It's like I, yeah. I, I have to get away from Matt. Okay. So I don't trust yeah. him. <laughs> yeah he'll talk you into it um yeah one of the things i think for myself that i'm going to try to work on in 2018 is uh for myself is i really want to do more youtube videos just uh just showing off carpet pythons and some of the cool mm-hmm. python species that i got um you know I'm not trying to be anything crazy or anything, uh, but when I, I just, I, I just, you know, want to try to uh, make that a reality. Um, yeah. I see a lot of these guys and they do it and they do an awesome job at it. And, uh, you know, probably I think maybe one of the best YouTube channels for me uh, is probably Dan from DM exotics. Um, yes. Uh, I just love his videos. I love his approach. He's not, he's not crazy over the top. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. He's just, he's just real of how he is. He has some amazing species of reptiles that he works with. Uh, and, you know, he shares his uh, experiences with working with them. And where else can you see, you know, chondros and carpets and not carpets uh, scrubs and uh you know viper boas and all that kind of Mm. cool stuff in the wild and these places that he's traveling to uh just really awesome and just inspired me to try to you know not that i'm going to be doing anything like that anytime soon but uh you know i just think uh you know really i think carpet pythons or morelia if you will is uh uh, underappreciated in the youtube genre so uh, i'm gonna try to uh make it a point to change that Uh, let me know if you uh want to come over and film some wet lips and we can have you know us getting mangled by them on uh youtube like uh 
Yeah, when uh, <laughs> like when uh, Brian was holding that one rough scale and was just like biting the shit out of him, I'd be like, "Yep, that I really want these." Yeah, I mean, yep. you just do that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think even uh, even from the stand, I mean, it probably will all be under my EB Morelia one, but uh, even from the standpoint of just like going to check out other people's collections, I think that's always cool, um, you know, uh, to to show off some of the cool things that you see. Um, luckily for us here on the East Coast, uh, there's a nice little Morelia hub. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems like there's a lot of people here uh, in the Morelia uh, world, uh, at least you know, a lot of the key players. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some up and coming spots like Texas, man. They, they they got some pretty awesome people down there as far as Morelia goes. So they're, 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 they're trying to catch up, man. But you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, as far as Morelia Python radio, uh, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, trying to, uh, you know, get some awesome guests on here with some awesome topics and, uh, some of the more obscure species that people don't really talk about or, uh, you know, some guests that, uh, you know, are really hard to track down. Like, finally, I got Dan Vermilia to come on mm. to talk diamond pythons, blackheads, mm. and walmouths. But the majority of the time, we're going to be talking about diamond pythons. You know, I always love talking to people about diamond pythons. Uh, and they're hard to come across, you know, people that are, are willing to do it. So that's at the beginning of, of February. Um, we have, uh, I want to take a moment to all the people out there on the West Coast, you know, our thoughts going out, especially Riley, poor guy. He had to evacuate and then re-evacuate. Twice, and, yeah. Uh, you know, twice. And he's still getting breeding going on. But um, he's going to be our, our 2018 season opener. Uh, ah, talk about premiere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna be talking to. Hey, Riley, you're high end now, buddy. You're, yeah, you're right. the season opener. No we pressure. We don't do that for everybody. Well, <laughs> yeah. we've done it for a lot of people. Anyway, <laughs> moving people. on. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep going. <laughs> but we're gonna be talking about, um, you know, what he went through for evacuating his collection, which and, is and, insane. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, the management of imagine moving your collection, but imagine you, you didn't have any place for it to go. You're living out of sweater boxes with them and a suitcase for yourself. That's got to be stressful to the max on you and them. And the fact that he's still getting breeding means he's done it very well. But it, I, I, I can't even imagine it. Um, yeah. It's just, and then to get home and then to have to go out again. I mean, fuck you. <laughs> uh, Are you kidding I know. me? It's crazy. And yeah. then uh, another one that we've been trying to track down for all of 2017, which he was on the show in the Condra Roundtable, but Ian Bissell from SNJ Reptiles yeah. is going to be joining us. Um, and then the week after that, uh, we have Nick Mutton will be back. Um, nice. Nick, uh, he hasn't been on in a long time, and we were talking, and he's like, hey, man, I haven't been on the show in a long time, uh, you know, and I was like, okay, Nick, here's some dates. Come on. So yeah, what do you want? <laughs> coming on. That's always a good time, because we oh, don't have yeah. to talk pretty much the whole show. No, 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 no. we just let <laughs> and, uh, it ride. Yeah, I man. always enjoy those. 
Um, and then uh, I don't have the exact date, but the 20th or the 30th is where that Nido uh, show is going to come into play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it's balls to the walls. I got uh, Beaded Lizard Guy lined up, which would be yeah. cool. Uh, I know you're excited about that one. Uh, I am. Maybe, I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll even hunt down a hognose guest or something like that for you, big guy. Just um, tell me how to get them to shut the hell up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's some 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 hognose people out there and whatnot. You know, every once in a while we sprinkle in a little bit of that uh, colubrid stuff. I'm hoping that maybe by February, March, we're going to see some action with some Bones guys. I mean, Ari yeah. should be coming back at one point. We're going to be talking about uh, some of the, uh, you know, the cool things with his trip. Uh, hopefully his book is coming out sometime in 2018. That would be awesome to talk about that. Yes. Um, just a lot of cool stuff lined up. That's just a little chunk of it, a little, little smidgen, a little little taste of what's uh, what's going to be coming in 2018. Um but uh yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh I think it's uh it's going to be it's going to be a good year. Uh hopefully it just keeps getting better and better and better. I mean, our numbers keep going up and up and up and up. I like to talk to uh some more retic people. Um I think that would be cool, especially now since you have a retic, maybe you could get I have involved one now. in the we conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you won't feel sort of left out of the cold like why are we talking about these Hey, I uh, gave you the idea show. All right, I don't want to hear about this crap. There's so. there's a good one. Full time reader <laughs> roundtable. You know, there's I a lot like of people that, that they, yeah, they want to be, uh, they want to be. So there you go, William. Good job. Um, if uh, there's a lot of people out there, that's their hopes and aspirations. Uh, I gotta admit, uh, if I could do it, I probably would. Uh, I think it would be uh, pretty sweet, but. Um, I can't, so I don't. But, you know, <laughs> do maybe not. one day. <laughs> you know, I save up a long time. I think it's something that you have to gradually build up to. I don't think it's something you can just decide next Tuesday that you're going to be a snake breeder. I'm going to I'm going to quit my job, go buy a bunch of snakes, and make all my money. Exactly. No, I think I think you need to have a successful hobbyist career for a good amount of time, and then you kind of transition your way into a full time breeder. Uh, status and for what I've gained a lot of the guys who did it kind of figured that they were going to be going that way and mm-hmm. we're you know uh, I think Nick said that he saved a ton of money and stuff a year's he went. salary yeah because yeah. he wanted to make sure he was going to be okay um, right and yeah I mean and it, it's it, as fun as it might be it's not easy so no yeah, and you got to be good at selling snakes. I mean, you could be the best snake breeder in the world, and if you ain't good at the business side of it, then you might as well forget it, man. You know, so yeah, that's a good idea. I like that one. I'm writing that down as we speak. Thank you, William. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're gonna throw a Condro roundtable in there at some point. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get. Uh, I know uh, those uh, the Port City Python crew is gonna be coming up to Philadelphia, so maybe we'll have them come and hang out and talk with us and. Uh, chat with us and whatnot. I'm sure they'll come and visit our collections at some point, and uh, you know, maybe yeah. it's uh, Carpet Fest. Maybe it's before that. I don't know when they're moving or whatever. But uh, well, the other thing is know. that in 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 18 we get to dive right into what is you know we got Carpet Fest. We have if you and I are deciding to go down to the Southern Carpet Fest again this year, and we do want to set up that herping trip that we want to take this coming year when it gets warmer. 
So, yes. you know, we're going to have a lot of stuff planned outside of the radio show that we're going to get into. Of course, we have the trip to Tinley. We were discussing about the trip to Daytona. There's a lot of stuff that we might be doing this year. So, yeah. keep your eyes peeled for that stuff, too. Man, it would be nice. Maybe I'll get, you know, with this new store opening, big fat bonus because, uh, you know, everything's working out well. If that's the case, I'm telling you, I am going to Australia. (laughs) That's it, man. I can't Uh, keep busting around. I'm not getting any younger, you know. Uh, I know. I'm not making any promises. I'm just saying that if things work out, that's where that's going to be my – that's one of my main goals for 2018. I know it was 2017, but you know, it didn't work out. But yeah, um, it is what it is. So, I guess in closing, uh, just so everybody knows, we're off for the next two weeks. We return yeah. back live on Tuesday, January 2nd. Uh, it's been an amazing year. Thanks to you, all the guests, for donating their time, their knowledge, uh, and thank you to all of you the listeners who, uh, you know, spend every Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day you happen to listen uh, to the show. Uh, We hope that you have a great holiday season. Um, And uh, for everybody in the Northern Hemisphere, hope you have a great breeding season. And Hmm. uh, we'll be back in 2018 to to keep it going. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Another year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yep, definitely everybody out there Have a safe and happy Holiday, whatever it is that you're celebrating Because we need to make sure we have Everybody back here In two weeks (laughs) For the new season uh, The new season of Moralia Python Radio So I guess with that we'll say Good night everybody We'll catch you in two weeks Good night, so off you um, congratulations, Eric and Alan, on an, another Christmas show and another few more years down the track. So, um, we thought you so safe for the, uh, for the break. Um, hopefully you all don't freeze too much. Uh, 30-odd degrees here today and, you know, overnight late last night at 24 and half a bike and sitting in the rain for us digesting meals while you guys are freezing up in the northern hemisphere. So. I'll uh, leave you with it. Look forward to speaking with you next year. Cheers, guys. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.